What is going on, everybody? We are back with the next episode of the Our City Podcast. It's going to be relatively short today. Not really much to talk about. The Mets did not have a good weekend in Philadelphia at all. They were swept. Uh, now they got four games in Miami and then the Subway Series is this weekend. Uh, the last two games, last night and today, were just not good. Mats got beat up. Mats was good at the start of yesterday and then collapsed. Same with Porcello. He made one bad pitch and then it spiraled downward from there. Uh, Friday night, that was just a hard that was just a hard loss. Uh, walk-offs always suck. It looked like the Mets were coming through with Cano tying it in the ninth. Uh, Conforto, that throw beats Ramon Quinn by a mile. But just the way that Ramos was positioned on the plate, he wasn't able to get the tag in there in time. I mean, there's walk-off losses really suck because there's really not much you can do about them. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of the luck of the draw at that point. But it's just not... It was just not a good weekend in Philly. Hopefully they can turn things around in Miami, but, you know, who knows? I mean, they kind um, to be honest, they kind of look dead, kind of look lost in the water. I mean, there's really, uh, the games, I, I didn't watch today's game, but the games I've watched the past week, especially the series in Philadelphia, outside of uh, Dom Smith and... Luis Guillorme, who's on fire, by the way. I mean, they kind of look lifeless right now. I mean, it looked like there was a little bit in there on Friday night when they rallied and tied it in the ninth. But just, I don't know. I don't really know what it is. It just kind of seemed like they were, they're kind of dead right now. They got, it seems like they don't have any energy, really. I mean, I said it uh, last episode, I don't want to talk. I don't like to talk bad about players because I will never understand how difficult it is to be a professional athlete and to be uh, an all-star every like to play like an all-star every single day. But it's just they just kind of look kind of lost and kind of dead right now. The rotations kind of fall apart. The ground start was skipped because of a stiff neck. Originally, people thought it was a blister issue. But he's only expected to miss one start, maybe two, but not expected to go on the IL. Mats has just not been good. Uh, Porcello, again, he's been shaky. Waka's on the IL, so David Peterson's been great, though. And then Walker Lockett was, oh, he wasn't too bad on Friday night. He was doing great until about the fifth or sixth inning, and then it kind of went a little haywire, but not too bad. But like when you looked at the Mets rotation coming into this year, with Degrom, Stroman, Syndergaard, Mats, Porcello, and Waka, now you got Degrom with a stiff neck. You got Mats who's pitching to an ERA of almost nine. Porcello's been shaky. Waka's on the IL. Syndergaard's getting Tommy John. Uh, Stroman's opted out for the year and probably because he still is a free agent at the end of this year will most likely sign somewhere else. I hope the Mets do keep him, but we'll talk about that probably in the offseason. It's what was thought to be a one of the best rotations in baseball is quickly turned into not that. I mean, David Peterson has stepped up fantastic. He's been great. I think he'll be a great lefty to complement with Mats uh, next year. If Stroman does not, in fact, stay with the Mets, I think Peterson will be a great addition to that rotation. 
if you look at next year, I mean, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Mats, Peterson, and who really knows from there? Maybe um, Franklin Kilomag just got brought back up from the alternate training site. Brian Dozier is DFA'd. Maybe he makes a uh, case for a starting spot. Maybe uh, they keep Porcello and Waka and leave them in the rotation. Maybe Gasellman goes back in the rotation. A lot is really up in the air. But, I mean, that's really all I have to say about the Mets for this week. Uh, it's just, they just seem kind of flat right now. I mean, hopefully a good series in Miami or a good series, Subway series this weekend will help them out. That's the thing about baseball. It All it takes is one game, one inning, one game, just one little bit to get a little spark in there. And they just need that little spark. Just one game or one inning to get that mojo back going. Because they're right with the new playoff format they're right on the cusp of being a, uh, in the playoffs if the season were to end today so it's definitely definitely still possible not giving up on the postseason but they definitely need one uh, inning or one game or just something to get a little spark in there because like I said they just look kind of dead but mostly what I wanted to talk about in this week's episode was the Cleveland Indians uh, it's been a hot topic this week because I mean, what else What else would there be? So you had the COVID outbreak with the Marlins. Then you had a little bit with the Phillies. Then you had a lot of bit with the Cardinals. Then, uh, I can't remember if it was yesterday or Friday, you had a player on the Reds test positive. So, and then the Cl- that's what brought light to cl- what, or what's that, eh, excuse me. That's what made the Cleveland issue such a big deal. So for those of you who don't know, Zach Plesac and Mike Clevenger are two pitchers on the Indians. They were break, They broke team COVID protocol. Uh, what we do know is that Zach Plesac showed up late. or sh- They have a curfew that they have to be back to the hotel at. Zach Plesac was late to the hotel at past curfew, and he was reported. Uh, Mike Clevenger, as far as we know, did not even come back that night to the hotel. So there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of holes we're still filling I don't know much about in terms of Clevenger's situation because I have not seen much on that Clevenger's kept quiet uh the media's been relatively quiet on Clevenger they've only really been on Plesac now for those of you who didn't see Zach Plesac did an Instagram video probably about six or seven minutes long roughly him explaining his side of the situation so what happened was, before I get into the video, the Indians had a closed-door meeting, players and coaches only. Plesak and Clevenger addressed the team, and then about the situation, I don't know what was said in that. I don't know if it was an apology or what they were doing. And then right after that, they were sent to the alternate training site, which is pretty much being sent to the minors in 2020 with the way the format is right now so they were both optioned uh with Plesac the Instagram video is kind of what has me a little bit on Plesac side but also I understand MLB and the Cleveland Indians side of it so let me explain so in Plesac's video to sum it up because I don't want to play the whole thing he addressed the situation he said I pitched my game I went out to dinner with a group of friends after the game. 
after the game, that same group of friends after dinner, we went to a friend's house, and it was the same group, he said. And then he said they were just hanging out. They weren't, you know, going out on the town. They were just hanging out at a friend's house. He did come back to the hotel room late. He was reported. He said he talked to the president of baseball operations in Cleveland. He had uh, was given a punishment. He had to quarantine. And police act said he did that. No argument. He took his punishment. But what got people upset was the fact that he called out the media. Now, this is not meant to try and sound off-topic from baseball, but the media, in terms of the way they've handled and broadcasted coronavirus, in my opinion, has been absolutely horrible. That's one thing I can agree with Plesak on, is that there is 100% the way the media has handled this pandemic has been absolutely awful. Now, I don't want to get too much into that because that's not really the point of this podcast. But, so Plesak said the media, or in, to sum up his words, the media was evil, or the media can be evil and it can be great, and in this situation it was evil, made him look like a bad teammate. He said they made him look like a bad teammate and a bad person, and he didn't want that. He made it very clear that it was not his intention to come across as a bad teammate or a bad person. But the media, and I've read some of the tweets from writers, they were not kind to him at all. Uh, they called his, they called his quote-unquote half-assed apology. They called it disgusting, immature. How dare he blame the media? But the media did play a role in this. You know, um, now with Zach Plesak's video, one thing that's worth noting: he was in his car driving to, I don't know where, probably the stadium, I assume, or back, or wherever. Uh, and he wasn't wearing his seatbelt, which legally, um, I don't know the legality of that. I'm not going to pretend I know the law. I mean, he should have been wearing a seatbelt. He probably shouldn't have been doing it while driving. There's no question about that. No one's arguing that. But it's the inconsistency with the media that makes me frustrated with this because you look at someone like Trevor Bauer, by the way. Trevor Bauer. I love Trevor Bauer. I love what he does with momentum. I love what he does with his vlogs. I've been watching him every day. But, like, for example, the last vlog I watched of Trevor Bauer, he was recording and talking to his camera while he was driving. Now, he wasn't, he did have his seatbelt on, but he was recording and talking to the camera while driving. No one said one word about that. No media's like, oh, well, so to me it looks like, oh, Zach Plesek can't record a video while driving, but it's okay for Trevor Bauer to. It's It's not okay for anyone to really be recording a video while driving, but you can't call out one and leave another person and not say a word to them. Now, I know it's kind of two completely different situations, but the media has had, with it, during this whole pandemic, and it's specifically shown a lot with athlete, with pro athletes, because pro athletes are starting to get very vocal on social media, is that they're try- if a player is breaking protocol or not doing word for word what they're supposed to do, the media rips them apart. Uh, I mean, if you have a player on the field, if you got a runner on first, you got the first baseman wearing a mask, the runner on first not wearing a mask, I've seen people rip apart that runner on first for not wearing a mask. Like, come on, that's just being petty at that point. 
Like they're doing like you people don't aren't understanding how hard it is for these players to go through all this. And that's why I love Trevor Bauer's vlog is because he's showing everything the players have to go through during this. Their home screens, getting tested with the spitting into the vials, all that stuff they're talking about. And with Wilson Ramos, for example, Wilson Ramos can't see his family and it's noticeable in terms of the way he's performed that it is crushing him inside that he cannot be with his family because they are doing everything they can to keep everyone safe and to keep baseball going. Now, I got annoyed with uh, the media with the Plesak situation because they were making Zach Plesak out to be a bad human, a bad teammate, and that's not the case. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Plesak made a mistake. He said, yes, I did it. I took my punishment, I didn't fight it on it, and that was it. And the media made me look out like I was a bad guy. And that's all he really said. And he wanted to clear the air and share his side, but the media wanted to make it seem like he was like a spawn of Satan. Anyone that does anything like this, they make like they're awful human beings. And it's, it's ridiculous, and it's sad. I mean, I have, I've barely seen the media say anything about Clevenger. Now, granted, Clevenger himself, I, from what I've not seen, has not said anything. But the fact that they're giving all this heat on Plesak and then not really anything to Clevenger is what's ridiculous. But, I mean, also with Plesak, I mean, to counter that, Plesak did make a video addressing the situation and yada, yada, yada. But then you see people on social media, they're calling out Dan Plesek, who's former MLB pitcher. For those you don't know, he's also a host, uh, an on-air personality on MLB Network. They're calling out him. They're saying, like, oh, address your... Uh, it's my understanding they're uncle and nephew. I could be wrong. I thought they were father and son, but they might be uncle and nephew. I can't say 100% certainty. But they are family. And everyone's like, oh, get control of your... this, Get control of your family, yada, yada, yada. Like, why is that necessary? Emma, a writer from ESPN called out Dan Plesak because of the actions of Zach Plesak. Dan Plesak has nothing to do with Zach Plesak's actions, so why does he need to be involved? If he had nothing to do with it, why are you calling him out to address the situation? It just it baffles my mind. And then you got um, an ESPN writer. I don't want to say names mostly because I don't want to like start a war with them and for other reasons that I'm not going to get into. But there was another ESPN writer that was like, not only did Zach Plesek violate team COVID protocol and put his entire roster and coaching staff at risk with his selfish acts, but he also was was doing it while driving and not wearing a seatbelt. Okay, so are you mad at him? You can be mad at him for both of those actions, for breaking COVID protocol and then also be mad at him for making a video while driving and not wearing a seatbelt. But to me, it, it just seems like, oh, while I'm going to get you for COVID, for breaking COVID protocol, I'm also going to make you feel even worse about it by going after the fact you were made a video while driving and not wearing a seatbelt. Like, that just seems so petty to me. Like, are we talking about COVID or are we talking about driving? And Zach Plesek made it very clear the last thing he wanted to come across was a bad teammate and a bad person, and I agree with him to the extent of how the media has handled it, 
but I disagree with, I mean, obviously, there's no excuse for him breaking team protocol, and I think he knows that. And there's, he took his punishment, he quarantined, he did his two tests, he tested negative both times. Like, it's done and over with, move on. He learned from it, hopefully, and we can move on from it. This shouldn't be an underlying, this shouldn't be a distraction for the Indians. You know, if I were an Indians fan, if I tuned in to watch them every night, and all they were talking about was please second Clevenger, please second Clevenger. Like that that's annoying. I'm I want you to talk about the game that's going on right now. You could talk about please second Clevenger for like a day or two, because obviously that's just you're gonna talk about it. But I don't want to hear it twenty four seven. I um like and like I said, I agree with him in terms of what he said about the media. Uh, but I disagree, I mean obviously with the action itself, and that he shouldn't have been driving and not wearing a seatbelt. But I mean, that's just nitpicking at that point. There's really, no, I mean, come on. And then the fact that like some players do it, and then the media doesn't say anything. But like, so like, there needs to be more consistency. But that's neither here nor there. But that's pretty much going to wrap it for this episode. Uh, relatively quick. Not really much to talk about. To recap, I said the Mets just kind of look dead kind of just look like they got no mojo to play with and then of course we talked about the Indians situation with Plesak and Clevenger so next Sunday we will be back uh it'll be Subway Series action over the weekend and before that they have four games in Miami so make sure you tune into that make sure you're following us on Twitter at Our City Pod make sure you like comment share and subscribe down below and if you have any questions comments concerns Leave them down below. I will answer every single one of them. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. Let's go Mets.